0: Hey, what's going on, guys? Phil here with podcast 201. Today's guest is Chris Lowry, game designer for Piranha Games. How are you doing, Chris?
1: Doing good, Phil. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing well, man. Uh, Obviously, crazy times, uh, you know, post or enduring, post and during all this craziness in the world. Um, Oh, yes. I'm hoping you and the wife are healthy and safe. And uh, I, I, I mentioned this before we started recording, I'm digging the office, man. Like, this is total, like, <laughs> Battletech, MechWarrior, nerd, like, everything. Like,
1: for just this one little corner of the is office. Is that your corner? So,
0: like, yeah. It,
1: well, we just uh, moved in uh, to a new place a few weeks uh, ago. So, this is pretty much just something I can throw together. I still have a bunch of uh, stuff, uh, pretty much, uh, that's still in progress. I have, like, a disassembled Zeal in the corner there and everything.
0: Yeah. I still we one of these days. I'm, I don't know how I'd get it back to the States and across the the, the entire continent, but I'm going to get that Timberwolf one in their window at Piranha Games. I'm going to get it. Oh. I don't know how. <laughs> I'm going to get that cut out of that to me. It's going to happen.
1: Yeah, the Uzeal that I've gotten. in uh... The corner over here was one of those stand-ups uh, for the Mech Warrior 4 uh Vengeance uh, game that uh, came out way back uh, when uh, I had a friend uh, that was working at this place uh, called EBX which was the precursor to uh, um to GameStop gotcha. that's what they call themselves these days.
0: Yeah yeah yeah. Gotcha. All right man, well I dig it and I like I said I I, I we were talking about a few of the things like minis and you've got mm-hmm. the the resin Timberwolf which in my opinion, looks better than the vinyl one. I think it's just, it's got that iconic slender, lethal, I don't know, sort of, I've always liked that sort of aesthetic, so,
1: yeah. Yeah, I've got the Armorcast Bad Dog back there somewhere, too. Yeah,
0: yeah. Dude, I, I remember growing up and, like, wanting those so bad, but at the time i I don't even remember what they were i mean they I think they were like ninety plus dollar now. I don't yeah. even know how much they are, so
1: they're they're about a hundred hundred and twenty when they first came out, yeah, yeah,
0: sure, mm, <laughs> yeah, but uh, back in the nineties, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, so all right, dude, I've got you here uh for a few reasons yep. for those that are out there uh we're gonna be talking about the uh five d l c that's coming out, and that's what Chris has actually been working on for the most part for the past what like eight eight months, I think or in Something general, like that yeah, but I mean, as far as working uh, with the Mech 5 stuff, how long have you been working on that?
1: Um, I started about uh seven months, I would say, before release, so <laughs> I wasn't re- really a part of uh, the core team that kind of put the game together. I kind of came in at the very end to you know, um, take a pass at the systems, uh, put the finishing touches on uh, the stuff, but also you know, kind of uh, lay the groundwork uh, for what we really wanted to target for. Uh, here's the inner sphere
0: okay and that's of course the dlc that we're going to be talking about um i've done a few videos on that and one of the things uh that i want to do is get someone here uh from you guys and i know um alex and uh i believe is it carrie i just want to Carrie. yep carrie, carrie uh did uh interview um with another youtube and twitch channel and I just want to get this information to you guys, the public in our community already um, that I feel is sort of like lost. And I reached out and Russ was like, yeah, do it. And uh, so he got me in touch with uh, Alex and Alex got me in touch with uh, Chris. And so we're gonna be talking about um, everything, um, you know, as far as like, uh, what comes in the free updates? Uh, and he's got some goodies for us as well on that. And then, of course, paid content we're going to go into, but we're going di- to divide this podcast into those two parts. And I think that's sort of important. And most of this information, of course, is available over at their website um, and you can check. But, you know, I think you're going to talk about a, f- a few of those things. So let's go dive into the free updates. Now, um, if someone is, because I had someone in my Twitch chat today and said, what does it mean? uh with the dlc uh, as far as like in regards and it's you are going to get a free basically update to the game and this includes uh, some of the things you're going to talk about today and then you've got the separate stuff that if you don't get the dlc you won't have access to but you're still able to play the game with the free updates so just to clarify mm-hmm. that right so let's let's talk about the uh, ba- free updates
1: well basically uh, what's going to happen is uh, that uh... When Heroes of the InterSphere DLC is set to release, um, it will basically be released uh, with uh, another update that does come for free for people who, uh, for pretty much anyone who owns the game. So you don't have to have uh, Heroes of the InterSphere to get uh, this content that we're about to talk about here.
0: Okay. And of course, like I said, all this is available on the uh, website. Um, but... You guys have and this is one of those things where I just wanted to clarify. Um it's keep tabs on the inner sphere, uh, inner sphere news to check out when borders changes and stuff like that, and uh, new tech mm-hmm. becomes available. To me, that sounds a lot like what we have in uh with Battletech, um, one of the the mods. I think Rogue Tech and BTA both have it, but basically it's like it's it's like uh the news feed. It's like uh, it's almost like MRBC News sort of thing and it pops up and it like keeps you up to date of Win events, whether there's a battle or maybe, uh, you know, House Davion is at arms with Liao or Liao and the, the St. Ives Compact, there's conflicts going on. That is this, this sounds like, is that, is that basically what we're talking about?
1: So it's not going to be exactly that. Uh, um, so for the Intersphere News uh, feature, it's actually there to kind of help facilitate some of the stuff that already exists in the game. Okay. So um, as uh, those who have played the game know um, there is a timeline for the greater Battletech universe, and we do adhere to that timeline for Mechware 5. So, what that means is that uh, things like the Cataphract and the Wolfhound are only available in certain factions, and they're only available at certain times once they've actually been developed in the production year from the lore itself. And uh, in Mech 5, uh, all of this stuff is pretty much kind of hidden behind. Uh, you know, the game code. So it's like stuff that happens really under the hood and not really uh, forward-facing to the players. So things like, uh, you know, the lost tech that, uh, like pulse lasers and LBX cannons and gauze rifles that uh, appear as rare weapon drops uh, in the early game, you know, just suddenly magically appear in the store in the late game, and there's not really anything to kind of explain
0: There's no context to it. Exactly. Okay.
1: And so... And so, uh, what the news item feature is really going to do is, uh, we're really focusing on um, kind of uh, not just presenting the lore of the universe itself, but also trying to present uh, the lore as it relates to the various systems that already exist within MechWarrior Five. Mm-hmm. So, uh, when certain weapon technologies get developed and by who, uh, when certain mechs get developed and also by you know who, uh, and also when certain heroes uh, you know basically. Do something heroic that uh, gets their mechs introduced into the hero pool so they can pretty much go around a lot of stuff uh, you know especially in the case of the hero mechs where they're based on things from the lore um there's a mindset to you know pretty much keep to the lore in the franchise but because we don't really have anything in the current game that really um, highlights all that stuff this is a feature that is going to kind of uh, slot in and to explain uh, you know pretty much what's happening and why and okay. where you can pretty much uh, you know um get those things like for example the cataphract is developed by house lao so it you wouldn't be able to find it in Davian space or like Carita space uh, so this will basically kind of announce to the world or the inner sphere that uh, the cataphract has now rolled out and house liao is the one who developed it kind of okay. thing
0: so, like in the question of like, uh, you know, when ECM and the Raven tech starts coming out and mm-hmm. all that stuff, I'm assuming that's going to be broadcast. So, uh, question here if you, if you, we're talking about this is newsfeed, so this would be available to everyone. But if you, if you don't have the DLC, will these newsfeeds still happen as far as like new tech? Will it be like, hey, this new tech, but you don't have that, you don't have access to that? How does that work?
1: So, some DLC or some of the stories will be segregated uh, based on whether you own the DLC or not uh, um we are thinking of maybe keeping a few of them around like for example um so the Archer Tempest is uh going to be uh introduced uh, with uh Heroes of the Inner Sphere DLC so that mech in particular um has a lot of uh big sin- significance in the lore and even though it technically isn't available in uh um the vanilla version, that story might be too big to just uh, not include in the newsfeed, so we might keep that in as a fluff item. Whereas things like ECM and um, things that relate directly to things that you can buy, especially when it comes to chassis that don't exist, like when the Charger 1A5 uh, uh, gets uh, produced, uh, that would probably be a story that is only going to show up if you own the DLC because that's an entire mech chassis that you don't own in the vanilla version. But okay. uh, there is going to pretty much uh, be um, a large amount of uh, content that uh, is still there for the vanilla version of the game that uh, anyone that pretty much downloads the free um, update will pretty much be able to get.
0: Okay. Um, now you sent me a few images. Do we want to show any of those off to, or one of those? relevant to well, sure just...
1: the the news one would probably be relevant okay, to let, me, let me just
0: go here. ahead and pull that up for everybody just give me one moment um and i'm totally oh there we go okay i was like too many too many folders and <laughs> all right so this is the okay so that's one that's the timeline yep. one correct yes okay let me go and pull that up and this is gonna go over our faces people so just me a second just wanted to verify with chris before i show you and so this is an example of what you're going to see um, all right so i'm pulling that up it's going to cover our face here for a moment so it can go full screen here um, and so what we're looking at is we're looking at uh, it looks to be the home screen um, and it mm-hmm. looks to be a timeline and it says current date may 29 3016. so this would be about a year ish uh, around when you first start the game, and as april thirty sixteen um looks like arms independent forces for low tech uh anyways it's basically weapon information, yeah. but then february uh it also before that it had a ko forces begin withdrawal, so again, for Mallory's world, some context to the what's going on in the universe here so okay mm-hmm. um. So, when you're on the home screen, is this something that's like a scrolling marquee? Is it sort of like uh, a window that just uh, does it where is it on the left or right, or is it just one of those things where you have to click on and then it pops up?
1: It's going to be the low center, uh, or at least that's where we're positioning it right now. Um, okay. But it's uh, basically going to be a scrolling marquee, very similar to pretty much, you know, if you watch the news and it scrolls at the bottom okay. and everything okay. uh, for the latest st- stories. So, uh, it will showcase uh latest stories that happened uh uh within probably about a two month uh, period of time uh, just because we have to account for long jump ship trips mm-hmm. um and uh, if you click on it it'll basically expand into this window that you guys see right here and uh, you can basically scrub through the entire timeline so you can read up on anything that you've missed
0: okay so does any of this tie into any events that can be playable at all
1: currently uh, not Right, really. Uh, as far as uh, the events, it's mostly tied into the pre-existing systems that that uh, are there in regards to like when certain mechs uh, pretty much get introduced into the market uh, pools, uh, when hero mechs become available in the market pools, and also when uh, um, a lot of uh, the weapons uh, you know pretty much uh, um, kind of come to the forefront. And in addition to that, uh, we're also using it uh, as a way to kind of. Uh, present uh, some of uh, the mechanics that might not be immediately apparent to the players. Like, for example, the Desperate for Arms uh, Independent Forces turn to Low-Tech Alternatives uh, story that you have up here. Kind of, uh, you know, gives some flavor to uh, the um, upcoming DLC weapons uh, of uh, the chemical lasers and the ballistic rifles. But it also gives uh, the players, uh, like, hints that, you know, these are weapons that are not necessarily used by the Great Houses and in order to pretty much find these weapons, you're going to have to uh, look in places uh, that are beyond the gaze of the great houses.
0: Okay. Um, I was just wondering, I didn't know if like it was going to be tied into, like for the quest system, obviously it's, that discussion is for the paid, but I didn't know if like, mm-hmm. hey, this news, this battle is going on over here, you know, uh, mercenaries are needed sort of thing.
1: Yeah, no, there's not going to be... Uh... We don't have any kind of system, uh, um, similar to like the flashpoint system from the HBS uh, BattleTech. Uh, um, for the most part, uh, our quests uh, exist, uh, you know, pretty much at any point in time, depending on player progress. Uh, so uh, we may be able to, you know, examine that uh, in future updates. But for at least this initial rollout, it's mostly going to be there to, kind of, uh, you know, not only. Present uh, lore stories that didn't exist uh, before uh, um, in the vanilla release of the game, but also to uh, kind of uh, better explain, uh, or at least better hint to, uh, like when certain things actually happened in the timeline that already happened in the vanilla version, but it's just kind of hidden to the players in the current
0: game. Okay. All right, fair enough. Um, all right, so that's coming. Um, I think that's cool, especially just from the context. I. Uh, Fluff and lore is always good, especially if someone's yeah. coming in and they don't know about it. And even someone that's played like myself, you'll learn something new. So, okay, Um, on next on the tab, it, go ahead.
1: Oh, and uh, like anything, uh, we are setting this up to, with mod support in mind. So it should be easy enough uh, for if you guys are really into the lore of the universe and we don't really cover what... Uh, you would have wanted to see uh with uh you know certain battles and stuff uh, because w- this initial release is going to be mostly focused uh on uh, um things that that directly relate to the gameplay within MechWarrior 5 itself but if you want more pure lore items we are going to include uh, a bunch uh, in the initial release but probably you know the BattleTech universe as many know is a very dense universe when it comes to lore so uh, there is uh, definitely ample opportunity to expand on this uh for the modders that uh, wish to see this uh, timeline populated with much more stories than what we'll release with.
0: OK, cool. Uh, the first thing that popped in my head was uh, having a narrated. Like, when it pops up, you'd have <laughs> someone. I mean, that's definitely possible in the community. I mean, really, it's just recorded lines. It's finding someone who's got a you know, good, Reading voice, I don't know. It, That'd be cool.
1: It's gonna be a. That's a lot of recorded lines, though, because ah, uh, dude,
0: the community, man.
1: I'm telling oh yeah, you. yeah. There's yeah. we got it. We got to cover 40 years of uh, timeline here. Yeah. So,
0: um, all right. So uh, the next one up is uh, pretty vague, but I would assume that's because it's quality of life fixes. Um, you know, f- would that, what would that entail? Is there anything you can specific say? I mean, about that.
1: So just going off of what the website says, uh, the LOS radar, um, the full 360 LOS radar. So as many know, uh, we imported uh, pretty much the radar mechanics uh, from MWO um, or MechWarrior Online. And uh, that doesn't necessarily work as well in uh, um, a 4v4 or 4-player PvE experience compared to a 12v12 PvP experience. So... uh, we are going to be making some baseline adjustments uh, to uh, the way that uh, the radar pretty much works. It is still going to be line of sight, but uh, by default, it's pretty much going to be 360 um, kind of uh, sensing. To so that way, you can kind of detect uh, when that mech that you might not have uh, seen and that when you pass through gets into your rear arc, uh, and so you can kind of detect it uh, when he passes, uh, you know, the mountain rather than when he's shooting you in the back.
0: Okay, and. and uh... Uh, do we, do we have like a, is it like 800 meters like MWO or? Yeah, it'll okay. still
1: be 800 meters like it is in uh, the release okay. So it is it is still pretty much the sensor range that you currently have in game, but it will pretty much uh, be changed to be uh, the full 360 uh, LOS uh, uh, radar. And uh, in addition to that, we're also going to be making some changes uh, to the way that uh, ally detection uh, works. Uh, um, mostly, uh, we're going to have allies uh, pretty much be detected uh, at all times, and it you don't have to see them uh, within los okay. and that's also to facilitate uh, some stuff uh with uh, the new game modes which we'll get to uh, later in the podcast
0: okay um uh, obviously uh that's uh, that, that'll be cool especially for our our mod uh we've talked about that is that is that a um is that can that be set on a per mech or is that just a universal
1: Um, It's going to be a universal thing, and uh, the main, as you'll see when we get to the beachhead gameplay, like what we really want to do is uh, make sure that uh, when we introduce uh, you know allied forces mid mission for some of these game modes, uh, that you actually have your bearings as to where exactly they are. Because right now, when they kind of like show up over a you know kilometer away and outside of LOS. it's next to impossible to find them, uh, unless like, we pretty much allow them to always be unveiled. So we're just okay. going to be changing that uh, across the game to universally unveil things.
0: OK. And then, of course, we've got uh, ambient and area-based effects, uh, heat effects, which I would assume mm-hmm. is like, if you're on a volcanic planet, it's probably going to be hotter. If you're on a winter planet, it's going to be colder. So yep, fair enough?
1: We already have that in and working in the internal builds, um, but uh, we're still playing around with tuning on that front because obviously we don't want to make it. To... The Succession Wars is definitely a lot different from MWO, where double heat sinks are prevalent everywhere. So we don't want to get it to where you hit, like, land on a volcano planet early in the game, just can't shoot anything because you have single heat sinks. So okay. it's so yeah, we're still in the process of tuning everything, but okay. that is coming.
0: Um, And, of course, you have still uh, much more to come. Do you have anything else to add as far as the free update?
1: So, uh, we're not going to be able to go through everything, mostly because we're still in the process of determining that right now. But I think needless to say that uh, anything that really kind of helps the player experience uh, for what is already there, we're going to be um, kind of expanding on, as well as any kind of uh, thing that uh, we develop in um, the pursuit of uh, making some of the DLC content. If we have to make any changes uh, to the baseline game, that those will go out with the free versions. Much to the same uh, way that uh, you know we're going to be making changes to the way that allies display on the dis- the screen, we're also looking into uh, ways to improve uh, just uh, mech spawning in general. Um, Also, uh, mech selection or enemy selection in general, just, uh, you know, so you see a a bit more manticores and demolishers rather than a bunch of harassers. Uh, um, So all those will pretty much be in the free update. And the last bit uh, that uh, we can talk about is going to be the mech database, which, uh, Phil, you have uh, a screenshot of.
0: All right. And in regards, I think you'd make a lot of people happy with uh, (laughs) the tanks and stuff not spawning as much, which is funny because regardless of how bad, you know, like you think it is when you're in the mech with our mech commander thing, you literally can see it. And there's nothing like, there's no more uh, extra space because you're so zoomed out. So yeah. that's, we're, 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 we're gonna be tackling like how to handle that uh, in the near future, which again, like it's just, it is what it is uh, sometimes, but all right. So yeah. here we have the next screen and this is, you called it the mech battle mech database. And this looks to be in the operations tab.
1: Yes, it is. So this is going to be coming with the free update as well. And uh, pretty much uh, kind of like what we were talking about before, where we're going to be iterating and kind of exposing a lot of these elements that already exist within MechWarrior 5, but are not very uh, clear to a lot of the players at the moment. The mech database is uh, mostly going to be here to not only kind of chart uh, what kind of mechs are out there, but more importantly, uh, what mechs you've collected, Across uh, your travels within the inner sphere, but also where to actually find uh, these mechs. As we've pretty much said uh, before, these mechs uh, do appear um, at different frequencies when you fight different factions. And in fact, some mechs uh, are unique to certain factions. And this is something that you can currently find uh, in. Uh, um, The vanilla game, if you basically go to the View Intel button when you basically go to a mission. But the problem with the View Intel button is really that that only is localized to the mechs that you can pretty much encounter within that system. And you don't ever get like a global picture of, oh, I'm hunting this particular mech. like Where can I find it? And so that is pretty much where the mech database comes in, where it will basically chart pretty much all the mechs that you've encountered, all the ones that you have... um, basically acquired throughout your play session, but also it will give uh, faction details and faction rarity to everything as well.
0: So what you've basically done here is you've made mech Pokemon where everybody's got to collect them all. (laughs) I mean, really, that's what this is. It's basically saying, you know, uh, if you're wanting this. Okay, so, and if you're listening to this audio wise, um, it's, I think we'll, we'll, of course, you'll need to go look at this, but it's basically, Uh, uh, scrolling on the left side, up and down. Uh, It looks like alphabetical of the chassis. you can amass and imagine like Atlas all the way down to, you know, the Zeus. Uh, and then in the middle, it shows the mech, the 3d looks, uh, the 3d model. There's a little bit of information around the knees. And then on the right, it gives you like the rarity, depending on the faction, what variants, uh, I, in this case, it's a Victor. Um, there's different variants, obviously the nine, a one, the nine B, the 9S, right. The, the dragon slayer, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, um, I'm assuming the dragon slayer. And, um, uh, but, uh,
1: Yeah, you can see the Dragon Slayer all the way down there.
0: Okay, okay, there we go. Oh yeah, yeah. It's the the one. the one that's just the sliver. Just there, you just the sliver. All right, sneaky, (laughs) sneaky. Okay, so um, and of course, uh, this is going to be part of the free um, DLC, correct? Yes. Part of the DLC. Okay, so
1: free free update Uh, that coincides with the DLC. Gotcha.
0: Gotcha. All right, so we've got that. Um, All right. Um, Let's see. Off the top of my head. you know as far as i think with a lot of people out there the biggest thing uh spawning was probably the number one uh, issue especially when the game came out um also I, I know there was a bug found by the mod community shout out to the mod community you guys literally have dove in there um and discovered a, a bug uh that they let pgi know about which was the bv writing on uh, how certain mechs wouldn't show up even though you progress Uh, That's why you got spammed with like a bunch of like cicadas and like low end stuff and you weren't seen as nice of stuff. So I know that I don't know if that's obviously coming out before then, but I could assume by then hopefully we'll see that that fix. Yeah, no.
1: So we're going to be completely changing the way that uh, mechs get selected in missions. So we're moving away more from uh, random selections uh, throughout the entire roster. of What could happen to moving more towards, uh, you know, rolling for certain decks and then drawing mechs from that deck itself. Okay. So we can hopefully alleviate a lot of the problems that uh, the mod community brought up in addition to kind of improving uh, um what you see throughout all of that.
0: Okay. So that's it for the free stuff um oh, but
1: one one last thing uh, that I didn't get a screenshot of uh, but I did want to mention is that okay. um the Kind of uh, benefiting the entire DLC theme around uh, here's of the Unisphere, we will be making a conscious effort uh, with this release to have all of the hero mech unique skins uh, pretty much uh, in the game, in addition to uh, unique descriptions uh, and uh, kind of lore readouts for those hero mechs. So where this Victor 9B has uh, kind of the generic victor, Um, kind of description for all of the chassis uh, for the victor we'll have individual kind of lore readouts uh, for you know the hero mechs and uh, the people who pilot them in kind of the same section
0: okay um all right cool uh look forward to obviously seeing that and um i'm assuming uh we can probably jump right into the paid stuff and i think uh i'm assuming those are is the heroes part of quest systems and like you go on like a little mini quest about that or do you want to you want to talk about that when we get to it? My segue, and my squirreling.
1: So uh, there, it's going to be a bit of both. Uh, there okay. are going to be some heroes that are available through quest lines. That uh, and uh, let's be clear here: we're now talking about paid DLC. Yes. Um. Paid DLC. Yeah. So there's going to be heroes uh, that are. Only available through completion of quest lines that are going to be brand new for this DLC mission. So, new, um, new mission strings with uh, a lot of uh, pre-authored co- missions is what we call them uh, internally. Basically, the handmade missions. Um, and there's also going to be new hero mechs that that uh, are not available in the vanilla release of the game, but will be pretty much available very soon. Similar to how the current hero mechs are distributed, which is pretty much uh, adding to the pool when certain thresholds within the timeline are met. Uh, I already mentioned that uh, the Archer Tempest will be among them, um, but a-, a lot more, you know, that will. I think we'll have a full list, uh, you know, pr- closer to release, but the Archer Tempest okay. is w- one of those that would be more in um, the standard hero pool.
0: Okay. You can- so. I didn't mean derail because what we can start at the top if someone's following along as well because we're sort of going on. The new career mode, uh, let's talk about this because it says basically start from scratch. You get to choose from a great house. You import your progress from original campaign. Okay, so walk me through what this means. Is this, does this mean like you're, you get done with, let's just say you do the campaign. Is this like picking up from there or is this you basically it's a brand new start? Uh, why... Is there any benefit from choosing the house? Is that just like affiliation? What does that, what does that mean?
1: It, so there, so the career mode is basically going to be a complete rebalance of the inner sphere. So where the campaign mode basically kind of uh, drives you along a linear path towards the end of the storyline of MechWarrior Five. Uh, career mode is a more open-ended. Uh, here is the inner sphere you are choosing your starting place within the inner sphere and then you have to venture out into the inner sphere on your own and all the war zones will pretty much be rebalanced for um the career mode uh, to kind of uh, you know make new starting zones and make uh, you know new challenge uh, spots Uh, so it won't and it'll be constructed in a way that's a much more open-ended compared to how it has been in um in the campaign mode okay
0: but what does this mean so like let's just say I, i've played the game already i've done the entire you know campaign i did the last missions i've just been bouncing around the inner sphere it's like 30 100 you know <laughs> what does this mean for me like what so is that when i kick off career mode or is it i'm selecting career no, mode it, back to the title screen
1: so when you start a new career uh you start back at uh, thirty fifteen. um but uh you can either choose uh, to basically start fresh from thirty fifteen with uh, um, a starting lance uh, that is unique to every house start that we have uh, in the game, or you can import uh, your old data to from your campaign play to basically say, okay, I'm going to bring everything in. And it's you can either import it in to make it a much more sandbox experience and just uh, venture around and have fun, or you can pretty much uh, treat it as uh, you know pretty much its own um camp or its own career campaign so okay. you start fresh and uh, you have to now go th- forth and uh, you know make your way but in a much more open-ended nature
0: okay so if i i have basically two choices i can start using one of the five houses as like a starting lance uh right and they'd, they'd have mm-hmm. a different combination of a lance right like yep. i can i get that oh, or i can import what i've already been playing and i could have All my mechs. Is that already right?
1: All your mechs. Yeah, all your mechs, all your starter fund. For something like that, it's uh, seen much more as kind of a more sandbox experience for those who just want to uh, start in 3015 and just, uh, you know, pretty much go through with everything that they've already acquired, uh, you know, just uh, messing around with the system with the completely rebalanced uh, map.
0: Okay. So, next part, and this is, we've had no information, so I don't know if you can provide it, but. Dang it'd be really nice. Uh obviously you've got the career paths, right? Mm-hmm. Um, jobs to unlock career path rewards, including new blueprints and quirkening mechs. Now, yep. uh quirks, man, that's uh that's funny enough a word because I mean you uh worked on the quirks for MWO. Uh mm-hmm. what does five job what does that even mean? And then <laughs> okay, and then it unlocks blue. What are blueprints and what are what does what quirks entail? So let's start with the jobs. What what is job, what does that mean?
1: Well, let's start with the quirks because jobs will be okay. a lot easier if uh, we start with quirks. Okay. So this is something that's only going to be available to those who uh, um, pick up uh, the DLC. And it's uh, going to be a new way to pretty much interact and customize the mech. And that is uh, that uh, across uh, completing uh, um, jobs, you basically acquire these blueprints which can uh, quirk your mechs in various ways. The mechs will basically have a set amount of slots uh, per mech that you can effectively slot in uh, quirks that, uh, you know, Phil, you you and I are probably very familiar with, uh, um, such as uh, mobility quirks, uh, weapon quirks, um, and uh, various other types uh, that you kind of acquire through the job system and use that as a way to... uh, um further customize them in the mix. okay and so the only way that you can get these quirks though is through the job system which is basically at a certain point in time when you reach a certain merc level you will gain access to uh, um a certain uh, an, a brand new uh, way of uh, taking on uh, effectively side quests uh, that are outside uh, of uh, um the standard mission structure so whereas in the you know vanilla game you kind of show up uh, to a system and you now need to pretty much uh, execute jobs uh, for people at that system these are much more like long-running tasks uh, that can vary depending on the types of jobs uh, that that you take on so uh, some of the jobs could uh, basically be uh, something like an equipment collector which is that uh, a client is coming to you looking for a certain type of weapon of a certain tier level. And uh, you need to collect these weapons throughout uh, you know your travels uh, in the Inner Sphere, hand them in uh, to him, and uh, it will reward you with uh, both uh, you know uh, some monetary uh, rewards uh, for uh, getting it, but it will effectively level up a path that, that will, as you progress along the path, you will unlock uh, blueprints that can then be used to quirk your mechs.
0: Okay. So quirks, um, assuming, are they going to be the normal, like, there's offensive, defensive, mobility, info, mm-hmm. sort of like information warfare? Is that what we're talking about?
1: Probably uh, very light on the information warfare side of things. Uh, um, it's not going to be like MWO because uh, infotech in uh, MechWarrior 5 is, much, is very uh, streamlined compared to how it has been in MechWarrior Online. Mm-hmm. So... There are going to be a few infotech stuff, like uh, increasing the sensor range and uh, various other things uh, um, that I won't really get into right this second. Uh, um, But uh, for the most part, uh, the things that are there are going to be a lot less than what you would find in um, like Mechware Online.
0: Okay, And you said this is uh, a mechs will only have X amount of slots and yes, okay. And
1: and, and certain and certain uh, quirks will uh, take up certain amount of slots. So you might uh, find a certain quirk uh, that takes up two slots, uh, um, but has a more enhanced effect. Uh, whereas one might take one slot.
0: Okay. And, and I'm assuming different. that's going to be modable as well, like because you guys built a system, or do we know? Um,
1: I imagine it is. Uh, okay. uh, I'm not sure as familiar with the back end on that system, uh, but uh, I imagine that, like everything else, uh, we, we are building the game with right. mods in mind. Okay, so.
0: so if not, Alec, make it so. All right, that's it. That's all we had to say. <laughs> all right. Um. All right. Cool. So, uh, you can you do jobs? There are these like basically like mini quests where you may have to. Mm-hmm do a mission or find equipment and turn them in and you get these blueprints. Uh, Is there any process like you have to have X like is it one of those like you have to find five blueprints for this particular thing? Or is it like, you know, is it just one and you collect them? Not
1: for the yeah, not for the blueprint side of things. So once you unlock a blueprint, you pretty much unlock it permanently, or at least that's how it's currently tuned on a
0: per Uh, chassis or
1: no, no, no. It it is uh, like if you as it's currently tuned uh, in our internal builds, and keep in mind this is all subject to change uh, before or release, but as it is currently being tested right now, um, let's say you say pick up a, a turn speed 5% or 10%, 15% uh, you know, uh, blueprint. So you unlock that through completing a quest line. You have now unlocked that permanently, and you can now assign it to pretty much any of your mechs.
0: But how many uses
1: it's unlimited uses currently and keep in mind uh, as it's being tested right now, it is unlimited uses
0: okay, but if it is it like one item like if I put it on a hunchback, it's not still there it's on the hunchback I can't then also put in you know because I only have one I guess that's what I'm saying there,
1: no you can put it on it's basically a blueprint for how fahad can basically um, okay
0: Okay, that makes sense. It, okay. It
1: is going to you can apply it to all your mechs, uh, but uh, we are planning on having uh both monetary costs in addition to uh, um timeline costs. So if you you are going to be quirking your mech, it is going to take uh, both time and resources uh, to pretty much uh, um get it to in a state where it is quirked. Okay.
0: I, I didn't tell you before the podcast, but um, you said his name, so you have to drink. I just want to let you know that um, <laughs> I didn't bring up some Timbiki Dark. I don't know. Um, all right. So expanded intersphere map that includes 61 total war zones. Uh, says plus 18, 34 industrial hubs, 55 quest lines, plus 11 recrafted for less linear, more open exploration. Um, mm-hmm. So let's tackle that at the very beginning uh war zones uh in the base game you start in dabbing space and you basically work your it's it's basically a clockwise and the difficulty gets harder and one of the things when i completed it was and i remember telling uh russ on i don't i forget what it was it was pocket whatever it was i was like it'd be cool if those were spread everywhere so there was level you know 15s and Davian Space and Certain, and level 15s and Steiner and Merrick and blah, blah, blah. And then same thing with all the other ones. Is that sort of what's going on now? They've been yep. shaken. The, and...
1: Yeah, for the career mode, yeah, that's how things are going. Mm-hmm. Um, campaign uh, might still uh, have a few, because uh, the main goal of campaign is to, you know, make sure that players sure. don't get lost and uh, need to go along the path. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, um, so campaign, we're not sure if uh, we're going to be uh introducing the new war zones too but for the career mode it's the entire point is to basically open up the inner sphere so you can explore anywhere
0: and obviously industrial hubs that's that's a no-brainer the quest lines Mm -hmm. i think the quest lines are are a great addition uh they felt to me just like flashpoints from hbs um uh where you know you you have a mission and then it escalates and go to another planet one of the things that i always felt uh is that it could have actually just been there on the planet, too. I I didn't know if you guys had thought about that of instead of always having to travel, maybe it's just like, hey, it's on the, another part of the same planet or it's on the other town or, or something like
1: that. Or it's part of a multi-mission maybe. or
0: part of a multi-mission, you know, something like that. <laughs> right. So um, quest lines, uh, let's talk about that.
1: So some quest lines uh, um, will be very similar to how they are in the campaign, but uh, Obviously, uh, you know, we do want to kind of try to play around with it a little bit. I can't confirm or deny that they'll be exactly as uh, how you're um, putting it out because, again, that comes down to testing and to making sure that, you know, we don't introduce any new bugs into the system. But the goal is to basically, you know, with at least within the context of the new quest that we are introducing, um, to have. Uh, slightly different from what we have been doing for Campaign. At least that's the overall goal. Um, but, you know, it's going to still play out in a very similar way.
0: Okay, so uh, what is what is more open exploration? What does that mean?
1: Uh, that's going to pretty much uh, be in the fact that we're adding new uh, war Zones and also with the career mode, uh, we're pretty much throwing you into one corner of the Inner Sphere and telling you just to go hog wild, just okay. to go wherever you want.
0: Okay. Um, cool idea that we we're talking about is maybe there's planets that aren't part of War Zones that you go to. Maybe there's some experimental stuff. That's what, you know, just tossing <laughs> it out there. Um All right. Hero Max is
1: a very big place. So. Well, yeah, no,
0: I mean, one of the things we were talking about, which was that uh, there's no other than just going to an industrial hub or going to do a mission. Why do I need to go to that planet that isn't a part of, of the need that, that there's nothing going on? Um, mm. One of the ideas that we had is you actually have an event going on there and it could just be, a simple thing of uh maybe exploration where you need to go to point a point b but of course you know that maybe it turns up nothing but maybe there's some star league stuff or maybe there's a base you run into or maybe Comstar's stars there doing stuff they're not supposed to be and you know you gotta kill them i don't know but um that was an idea i didn't know um so yeah anyways um that's for maybe our, project. I don't know, whatever. Uh, hunt down seven heroes and their hero max and a story driven hero quests. Now I'm assuming, is this separate from the quest lines we were just talking about, or is this additional as well?
1: There are gonna be a few uh, new side quests, uh, but uh, th- these are gonna be the ones that uh, are, um... You can uh, some of these uh, quest, uh, new quest lines will have hero mechs uh, that you okay. can collect at the end of them.
0: Okay, and of course we're talking about the Corsair Vulcan Charger, Automotive G, Dervish Champion, and the Marauder Two. Um, I like the Marauder Two. I like it in the footage. I think it's going to look good in our in our mod um, as well. Th-
1: um, thing to keep in mind though is that uh, we do keep it uh, fairly close to the, the rarities that uh, you see in. The universe so the Marauder two in particular is going to be a very rare mech in general
0: gotcha um okay so i'm assuming story driven um I'm gonna guess like it's gonna pop up you'll do it and you'll go through the, the similar experience that we had in the originals with quests um okay. so can you give any more details about that
1: uh we will have uh new uh, Authored missions uh, or handcrafted missions, so not the proc type uh, missions that uh, some have been, you know, accustomed to in the uh, vanilla campaign. And we are playing around with uh, what you are going to be doing in those missions, and those will be, you know, a part of the standard chain that you see here.
0: Okay. And of course, we have new variants, fifty plus. Um, Mm -hmm. Again, these are not available to if you don't have the paid DLC.
1: Yes, in okay. fact, if you if you go back uh, to the mech decks, uh, um, we will make it uh, pretty clear in the UI, um, pretty much uh, where those uh, um, where those DLC chassis will come in.
0: Okay. Now, the next part, and this is why I think it's important to bring that up, is you bring up equipment ECM. Um, I have questions about that the implementation. You know, there's a bunch here. Um, uh, the reason I was bringing that up is um, if you don't have the DLC, you won't be running into enemies that have that. Is that correct?
1: Cor- correct. So pretty much uh, um, the uh, if you do not own the DLC, you will not find any mechs that uh, have ECM or um ew equipment uh, bap or any of those kind of uh, dlc specific equipment so they will not show up as enemies uh, and you will not see them in the marketplace
0: can we talk about ecm is that something that how is that going to work is it like mwo or basically just you know someone can't lock on to you is that basically the
1: no no it is not going to work like that Uh, um so it's Will be similar to MWO in that uh, it will reduce uh, the detection range that the AI will be able to find you at. So it will ma- it'll definitely make you harder to be spot by the AI. But uh, as far as uh, missile locks and various other things, that is stuff that uh, won't happen. And in its place, uh, what will happen is uh, um, if you get close enough uh, to enemies, you could effectively scramble their. Um, you can scramble their. Uh, targeting and it will make you harder to hit so it pretty much uh, provides a debuff to
0: okay.
1: pretty much hitting if you can close the distance on them okay and um, we can we'll be able to see that in action uh, with uh later when we look at uh, the beachhead mission
0: okay what is EWECM?
1: so that is going to be uh um That's electronic- Yes, it is. So that's going to be pretty much uh, the electronic warfare equipment. So those who are familiar with the lore pretty much know that uh, ECM is effectively lost tech within the timeline of our game. And so ECM and ECM mechs are not going to be readily available for a good amount of the campaign unless you find some very rare chassis or stumble upon some lost tech uh, variants that happen to have them included. So uh, for those who know the lore um at a certain point in time the Capellan confederation uh, basically creates this one mech called the raven and uh, the raven uh, that was introduced in the vanilla game actually is one of the offshoots of the original one the original raven came with uh, something called electronic warfare equipment and so what that was was effectively an inferior ECM, but one that uh, was pretty much uh, developed uh, during the Succession War time. And I think that's uh, like one thing that we should keep in mind with uh, MechWarrior 5 is that we're not in the Civil War timeline. We're not in the Jihad uh, or the Clan Invasion kind of uh, eras of uh, the Baltic Universe. We're pretty much in the Succession Wars, and so this is kind of a version of ECM that uh, is going to be inferior to ECM in many ways, but it will be much more readily available within the time, unless until you pretty much, uh, you know, can find ECM in as a piece of lost tech.
0: Okay, um, we've got BAP Beagle Active Probe. I'm um, assuming, it, does it assist in locking? Is it just an expansion of uh, sensors? How does this work? So
1: so BAP is going to be completely different uh, from how it is uh, in Mechware Online. So uh, BAP is going to be pretty much, uh, um, it's going to not only increase your sensor range uh, like it does in MWO, but uh, the headlining feature of BAP is actually going to be that uh, It uh, is radar that pierces uh, through LOS. So where we said before, we are introducing 360 LOS uh, um, detection rate. But with BAP, you can actually detect uh, things behind cover um, at certain rates. And that means that you can still fully lock onto targets. Uh, so with BAP, you can actually d- detect uh, things behind cover without them seeing you and uh, coordinate fire for LRMs in that way, rather than kind of having it be an augmentation for the LRM boat itself.
0: OK, OK. Um, EWAP.
1: Um, so electronic warfare equipment. Uh, the In the lore, what ended up happening was that The EW equipment in the lore is pretty much a combination of ECM and BAP rolled into a single package. So, what we did uh, with MechWarrior Five to kind of uh, get around that and have it work within the um, within our systems is we broke it up into two separate pieces of technology. So you have effectively the electronic warfare ECM package and the electronic warfare BAP package. So, again, uh, it's going to be kind of an inferior version uh, to BAP and ECM, but it's going to be much more readily available given the timeline of our game. Okay. And if you are able to, you know, pretty much find um, a lost tech version of ECM, you can effectively sub out the electronic warfare version of that uh, for the much more modern or lost tech version of uh, that piece of equipment. All
0: right. Next up is Mask. And I hope you have the right answer for this because. what's I'm, that? I'm going to be picky. My main issue with it, an MWO is mm-hmm. I would never liked the idea that it damaged your internal structure. I thought, I think it should have increased your heat. It should have been spiking your heat, but that's just me. I think I, I would have liked that better. Am I, am I <laughs> anywhere near, or are we, are we doing the structure? Nope. We're nope. doing something else.
1: Well, here's the thing is that uh, we do take uh, a look at pretty much how this stuff works within the lore. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to designing what the effects of these things do and in the case of a uh, mask it pretty much is uh, you know putting stress on the leg actuators that does damage them and uh, in other versions of uh, the game it is a much more catastrophic effect than providing uh, um, just structure damage but one thing i will say though is that uh, we are not balancing this uh, for um a PvP experience, and so we are much more liberal with uh, the amount of benefits that uh, you can get from it, so okay. what that pretty much means is that uh, you will be able to kind of uh, engage mask and use it for longer spurts of time um, but there will be like a bit of a still a bit of a cooldown where if you do uh, overtax it, you will continue to take damage
0: all right all right all right all right your so- call? Your call. No. All right. Supercharger, man.
1: So uh, again, uh, much like uh, Mask uh, being Lost Tech, uh, Supercharger um, is pretty much uh, something that exists uh, within the time period uh, of the Succession Wars. And uh, But unlike uh, Mask, it actually is something that uh, is not really widely seen uh, in the house armies. And so this uh, becomes much like what we'll talk about with mech rifles and chem lasers, something uh, that you'll find uh, much more readily available in pirate and insurgent factions and periphery factions more than the house units. And that can effectively be upgraded to mask where it effectively acts very similar to mask, uh, but there are some key differences uh, to it. Uh, um, But uh, it acts as a a way of kind of introducing uh, that kind of uh, interaction with the players uh, earlier on in the timeline and also having mechs with the, supercharger capability introduced which can then be later upgraded as you find you know the mask equipment because again it is lost tech for a good amount of the MechWarrior 5 timeline
0: okay so we've got uh, new weapons chem lasers short burst lasers mech rifles is that the only weapons that are being introduced or are there more
1: there is going to be a f- i think the only one that isn't listed uh there is going to be stream srms um those are going to be like the big ones that are introduced. Um, so chem lasers and mech rifles are going to be completely new weapons, whereas short burst lasers are effectively just uh, standard lasers uh, um, and ER lasers, but with a different variant uh, of flavor to them in much the same way that stream fire weapons uh, for LRMs or the um, the cluster rounds uh, for, or yeah, the stream fire rounds uh, for ballistics as well, for the autocannons.
0: Okay. All right. Um New procedural mission type, and that's actually what we're we've got an entire video for you guys. So I hope you're excited. I'm excited because I get to watch it. Um, and um, it's got artillery strikes, emplacements, uh, uh, and of course new UI as well. And we'll be watching that shortly. So no really need to talk about that just yet. Do we um on the footage do we have do we have the new moon biome and moon base Garrison or no?
1: no okay. um, mostly because uh that we, we really wanted to highlight uh the beachhead mission and unfortunately with the moon biome um the explosion sounds and everything aren't as uh dramatic uh it's it's,
0: it's all right i've got i've got us covered so on the the oh, yeah. foot the video yeah, the um the images on oops uh, the images on the website mm-hmm. uh we've got like here's it looks a lot like a mixture of an updated HPG if you will the the aesthetics of the astro you know the moon biome and stuff like that so that's what it looks like um on their website and this is the champion obviously and then we've got um you know the the and this is the one with the marauder as well the marauder 2 uh that's their biome so uh i just grabbed these so we had them um so there we have it and of course, because you guys have the heat effects, that'll be interesting how you implement that. I wonder if you're gonna run hotter or cooler. Of course, there's another um biome. Cool thing too, I I definitely did dig the aesthetic with the you know glowy lights and the installations and stuff. Uh definitely adds mm-hmm. a effect. Uh, and of course we have the charger and this was one of the older uh photos as well. But uh so we have the the moon biome as well coming, so uh very cool.
1: Actually, I'm, I'm downloading something that uh, I think that uh, showed on Discord uh, that might show off the moon biome a little bit better. All right. Uh, so give me just one second. We're
0: doing things, guys, live. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. We can edit this out if it drags on too long. Okay, where did this thing drop on my goddamn desktop? No, that's not what i was looking for all right okay okay hold on no shit. all right let's just move
0: on it's all right
1: but uh if you look it up uh, there is uh, um basically a video of uh, all of the new dlc max yeah. basically walking as far as the animation goes and that will show off uh, the uh, okay. new moon biome
0: all right so um I think it's about time I've got uh, the uh, movie ready to go. You have it on. you. I want you to.
1: Let me load it up.
0: Load it up and we're going to watch. I'll let you know when I pause. So we'll walk through this. We're obviously uh, going to do the best we can here, guys. So um,
1: mm-hmm. a few disclaimers before we go. Oh, and actually, hold on. Phil, let me just stop you right here. Um, when you're editing this uh, together, do you mind if you put your head in the reaction over like that watermark that uh, says screenshot? screenshot? Screenshot,
0: screenshot. Are you talking about the... It'll
1: say, it'll say like, here's the atmosphere, work in progress screen. Like and it'll say screenshot, despite the fact that it's a video. Oh,
0: um, well, I was just going to play it just uh, entirely without even my head on there. That's what I was going to... Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. It's a, it's a fine. No one's going to roast you guys.
1: Okay. Yeah. Let me um move this up here. All right.
0: All right. So I just pulled it up. Um, we're gonna go to press play, and I'll let you know when I pause it. Sound good? Okay. So, Three, two, one. Click. Defense for this planet. Once you've captured this installation, our employer will be able to land their invasion force. I'll be waiting nearby to pick you up.
1: Our employees can't land dropships until the satellite relays controlling air and orbital weapons are destroyed. Destroy them.
0: Oh. There are several artillery batteries in the area. Search for them and silence those guns.
1: I mean, obviously... So main
0: object- agenda- Go ahead. So the
1: main objective of this Presumably mode is uh, pretty engage. much uh, going to be uh, that uh,
0: Enemy you have been hired uh, by
1: your... You've been hired uh, by oh, your employers oh, as fire. the vanguard of an invasion force. Okay. So it is uh, your job to pretty much clear the landing pad uh, for the incoming invasion.
0: Okay, so let's go pause. To... pause here. I've noticed on the UI on the ground, you're getting these indicators. Um, obviously, we talked about uh, yeah, you, you, artillery. Does this have something to do with artillery?
1: It does. Okay. So... So uh, the so the commander, once you're spotted uh, by the defending forces, uh, you will basically be opened on with all of uh, the defenders, including any kind of artillery batteries that are in the area. Okay. And uh, there is often a lot of them.
0: Okay. All right. Let's go. Ahead and press play. We're at forty-four seconds. So here we go. Okay. Okay, I just saw the heavy rifle fire. That had a very clunky... Okay, I'm assuming that's the artillery coming in that I can hear. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're blowing up the satellite dishes right now. Okay, so satellite dishes down. More artillery has just been called on you. You're walking around it. Okay, you can hear, okay. Oh, okay, so that, that's cool effects on the ground. So it's like uh. Okay, I like that. I like the sound of that. Nice thud, thump. It's definitely a little bit more of an immersive, you know, combat experience as well, too. is like, it's like they're being um, proactive and trying to kill you.
1: Oh, yes, they are. Target acquired. Target destroyed.
0: Oh, there's an artillery piece. So, is there a process in these missions? Like, do you have to kill the one before the other or could you just get past the is it the satellite dishes make them really accurate or what is the the process there
1: so the main objective is uh, to uh, take uh, the landing zone uh, at the main objective marker that's uh, in like a thousand meters out right now and you can choose to take that uh, without taking out There's the artillery batteries but uh, they are going to be shelling you the entire time. Okay. If, yes, if you don't ta- take them out. Now, the as you're basically trying to clear a way for the invasion force, uh, taking out the satellite installations will actually allow additional reinforcements uh, to enter the match and help you uh, um, uh, pretty much okay. take that. Uh, so, Both of these are optional objectives, you do not need to take them out if you don't want to, but it is going to be exponentially more difficult uh, for you to take care those uh, um, pretty much clear the landing facilities if uh, the artillery are constantly bombarding you. Especially because, uh, as Rihanna said at the beginning of the mission, these are only the artillery installations that they know about. and So there is a chance uh, that additional artillery pieces might be called upon, even if you clear these out.
0: Okay, and we're also seeing the stream SRMs here as well. Looks very much like a MRM, but just Mm -hmm. obviously shorter range.
1: A lot less projectiles as well.
0: Obviously, yeah. Okay, so we got a dervish showing up here.
1: But also, unlike MRMs as well, the Now, these are only placeholder values uh, for this uh, particular demo right here, but uh, in the final game, uh, we will tune it to to where the stream SRMs are going to have a bit tighter clustering than the standard SRMs. So it's going to add that kind of extra skill element uh, in that you have to lead the target throughout the entire stream, but uh, the reward is going to be much tighter. spread compared to the standard SRM launcher.
0: Oh, another thing that we just saw, uh, Infantry, there was a dude that's <laughs> was just trying to shoot. And uh, so they're there. That's that's something we didn't even talk about. Infantry, is that part of the free or paid only?
1: So that one uh, I'm actually not uh, 100% positive on, but I do believe it is part of the free update since all that will affect activity. all the kind of global systems um, gotcha. with its introduction. But uh, that's also going to be one of those things where don't quote me on it, just uh, yes, I believe it's free, but I'm not 100% sure on that front.
0: Okay, and then, of course, Beachhead here, what we're seeing is part of the paid DLC, correct? Yes. Okay, so yeah. now you're running over to this light here. Ready to start pickup operations. Okay, it says pickup operations. The more ballistics, the merrier. So what's going on there? It says... Uh,
1: so uh, he could have destroyed the building. This is Matt playing. As as that, so, okay. Uh, um, if you destroy the building, uh, there's going to be uh, salvage crates, very similar to the first mission of Mecquire 5, that okay. uh, can be littered in... Uh, uh,
0: <laughs> that we've seen no other uh, use of? We may... oh, yeah. You guys are experimenting with it?
1: No, they will be in, uh, but uh, garrison destroyed. the capacity at which uh, they're in right <laughs> now um, is still pretty much being experimented okay. on. Um, They are going to be tied to one of the job systems. Uh, um, One of the job systems is going to be pretty much uh, this quest of uh, going to certain uh, systems and and actively trying to find uh, um, certain items that uh, have been reported in certain systems. And that will involve uh, using those uh, chests. But outside of that, uh, that is still something that we're internally playing around with.
0: Okay, he's mass murdering infantry. Yep. Man, you gotta... Why would you why would you do that infantry like there's no good here this is actually a good uh, view of them Oh no and he just walked literally right over him okay (laughs) PBIS Um, be pretty futile I guess unless they have infernos do they have infernos
1: at the moment uh, they could have either standard rifles or SRM carriers yeah I mean I want it or SRM launchers
0: okay I was gonna say I and are they ever on buildings, or is it just strictly on the ground, pretty much?
1: Uh, on the ground for right now. Although, uh, Alex is experimenting with uh, pretty much where to put them. A salvage crate has been detected somewhere in this vicinity. Can you see it?
0: All right, salvage crate. Okay, and that's it. That's actually something we were talking about with uh, our, our mod stuff, is like, that system was obviously there, and if we could expand it, and so now you guys are. Um, yeah. Okay, cool Alright, so he just blew up uh, obviously you just got that crate Wow. We got still got a lot to show off. Okay
1: <laughs> So uh, I believe that was the last satellite dish uh, So what happens now is uh, pretty much uh, you've cleared a path uh, for your allies to pretty much uh, Get a landing party together. So as Rihanna is pretty much uh, sounding off right now There'll be an additional dropship that'll drop off drop an additional fresh lance of mechs that will help uh, reinforce and to help you push uh, the main objective.
0: And of course, um, the voice acting and stuff, that's not quite done yet. That's why we're yes. just a... So,
1: co- we should, probably should have caveated this uh, well before the mission started. Uh, this is obviously uh, just in-production alpha footage. Uh, so. A lot of the voice and dialogue uh, is uh, just placeholder for right now, Um, a lot of the cues still have to be worked out. Um, Things like uh, the salvage crates, uh, again, uh, they uh, are uh, basically shown much more frequently than they probably will be in uh, the final product, uh, but we're just, you know, debugging it uh, for right now and uh, playing around with it. So uh, this is very much, uh, you know, an in-production view of this game
0: gotcha and it's all right Matt if you're watching this we're not judging you on your piloting skills but we're definitely judging you
1: <laughs> that's why I had to join him in the champion
0: yeah someone had to carry him
1: of course so as you can see uh,
0: we have friendlies y- now
1: yep friendlies are joining the fights
0: okay and did they ca- they came in as a dropship
1: yeah, they come in as a dropship. Uh, um, they tr- currently drop in a little bit uh, back in the field. So uh, if uh, they come in and you're in a really heated uh, um, fight, uh, you might have to fall back a bit to join up with them if you want them to kind of lead the charge a little bit more. Or you know you might uh, need to find yourself uh, pushing uh, on their own until on your own until they can pretty much reach it up with you. As be, they did in this case.
0: going to be really cool drop pods. Just saying.
1: <laughs> they don't really make uh, drop pods in this IP.
0: Well, I'm just saying modders could.
1: Oh, yeah. sure modders could.
0: Let's go, modders. Alright, they're engaging cataphracts. So now, what is the objective? Right? They cleared the area. The, the team is landed. Are they going to be Engage in so, a larger force or what what's going on here?
1: So you're at uh, the main facility right now um, So you have to eliminate the defending units at which point uh, it will pretty much uh, um, trigger the capture mechanic and you'll have to tr- pretty much uh, capture this uh, facility in order to establish a uh, um, Effectively a landing zone for the invasion force
0: Okay Look up. We've got
1: hostile aircraft on approach. Yeah, the Main objective is uh, to pretty much uh, capture a beachhead uh, for an incoming invasion force for your client.
0: While you're being artillery inside this base. Yep. Okay. That sounds cool.
1: So, it, this is a case uh, where um, the artillery batteries that you had destroyed before weren't the only artillery in the field. So, by taking this uh, base, the base commander has uh, resorted to desperate measures and has uh, reactivated uh, previously unknown about artillery installations.
0: Gotcha. Now, do you care about the installation surviving? Currently, no. Okay.
1: The entire idea is that uh, you need to take this facility down in order to establish uh, pretty much uh, the landing zone uh, for gotcha. you. Just uh,
0: need a clearing. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. You just need a clear. Okay.
1: Exactly. Okay, so everything could die. Gotcha. Enemy
0: okay.
1: And especially where artillery is concerned, uh, oftentimes. It- Usually dies so it would be very tough to balance uh, like try to keep it alive when artillery is in play
0: okay so when artillery it looks like it's got a central impact zone and then is like is that area of effect damage around it
1: yes there's currently a fall off uh, so if you're pretty much in that central uh, damage zone you get impacted a lot more than if you're kind of on the outskirts okay
0: that's gonna be so fun to play with our mod oh I love the sounds of the artillery I really got that I mean it's basically like a giant howitzer I mean that's that's what it looks like Do you uh can can you comment mobile artillery
1: um I think that uh, in the universe it would be kind of equivalent to a mobile thumper cannon it wouldn't be a long time that yeah,
0: those things are cool. I like that. Okay, and obviously, I'm dropship coming in. Uh, obviously, we've seen containers here, um, which we haven't seen since the really tutorial, and that was one of my critiques about it. Uh, mech repair base is that is that something you guys are toying with?
1: Not at the moment, uh, and. Uh Mech repair bays were mostly uh, there for the story missions uh, um, in order to kind of present a bigger challenge and also to make those easier tutorial missions a bit more palatable for the new players. The big thing about uh, mech repair kind of in the field is that it kind of sidesteps a lot of our metagame, which is which revolves around uh, pretty much taking mechs out of commission missions for extended periods of time. So if you can basically get a mech repaired in the field, it becomes much more efficient to get it repaired in the field instantaneously than it's going to take to pretty much, uh, you know, get it out of commission for a week or so in, you know, ours. the dropship Sealer. bay. Let's keep it that way. So it's one of those things uh, where the we kind of uh, lean on them get for the story missions, uh, uh, specifically because we wanted to pretty much throw a little bit more of a challenge to the players in the case of the final mission and, uh, you know, make it a little bit easier for players to get into the game for the early missions. For standard missions, it is a bit of a challenge to kind of uh, introduce them to into more of like the um, procedurally generated missions uh, only because uh, the only way we can kind of justify that is if we amp up uh, the difficulty with them being included uh, so we can keep the metagame for the most part intact okay
0: all right so mesa looks like you guys are just engaging now, is this going to be similar if you have the paid DLC just like all the others? Like, you'll have a demo mission, you'll have a beachhead mission, you'll have an assassination mission, and it'll just be a selection? Or is it, was this like a special that doesn't happen all the time?
1: So, beachhead is going to be a new proc mission style. So, you can basically encounter this uh, um, just like you can encounter assassination in all the other missions. That okay.
0: At all varying difficulties?
1: Yep, at varying difficulties. Okay.
0: Uh, you did mention, obviously, we're getting new mechs and variants, uh, any vehicles, new vehicles?
1: Not uh, with this uh, one, at least not planned at the moment. Okay.
0: Being a tanker, I have to ask, you know.
1: <laughs> There's a lot of uh, good Succession War tanks that we would like to include, but I think that it was just one of those things where We really wanted uh, um, the quality of life improvements, the additional mechs and the additional features, and they're just, you know, there's always more that we can add, uh, but only so much time we have to get all this stuff uh, put together.
0: All right, so obviously we have survived the final assault, one out of three locate and destroy any remaining artillery we have three out of five so of course they're still being artillery when this is happening some of those are hidden near the enemies too so i guess that's that's war sorry guys okay i also just noticed there's an ecm marker uh right below the, the Go
1: ahead.
0: That the area.
1: I guess we should have uh, mentioned uh, that uh, um, the Gryphon 2N that is in our lance uh, carries an ECM so that ECM marker that was under the map was basically designated that um, your mech was under the ECM bubble and so therefore is harder to detect uh, as far as the AI is concerned and then uh, if we might have to rewind it uh, a bit, but if you see like the kind of scrambling effect on the HUD uh, for the enemy mechs, that kind of indicates uh, that uh, they're effectively being debuffed uh, with uh, the ECM and their accuracy is lower. Gotcha.
0: By the way, uh, my media player just jumped to the next file. <laughs> so this is going to be Conspiracy Theory Abound. It was a clan mech uh, that someone was doing an animation for that's not their stuff that's my stuff i swear that has nothing to do and i'll even i'll even prove it right here i'll show my desktop just really quick some people have no idea it's this desktop it looks like 2019 this is a thing someone was working on so i just want to just want to point that out that had nothing to do with pgi that's i just because geez, that's gonna be like oh my god we knew it that had nothing to do with you guys lie, so. Phil,
1: you're just doing it to get me in trouble no
0: I that it literally autoplayed and it like just went to the next I guess you know file so uh yeah. anyways I just wanted to clear that up before for <laughs> us is like what are you showing off you know I don't know yeah anyways um all right man um as, as
1: mentioned <laughs> Mech Warrior 5 is a Succession War game for the time
0: you know I'm just saying that was hilarious because i couldn't even call it any better i just it just it was <laughs> like of course it would roll right into and everybody's gonna be like oh let's see i told you like if uh all right so that i'm glad we got to see that i'm glad we got to walk through and see a play through that because i really felt like uh the community a lot of people haven't seen that beachhead mission i felt it was re- really important to get that footage out there and of course this is slightly diff- different footage than what we saw um uh, i think about a month ago albeit uh the marauder 2 looked really good on that footage i will say i'm excited for that uh those mechs and especially that one for our mod Uh, um so wow okay um i'm just trying to wrap my head around uh what we just saw i like the uh i think the um artillery the sound really is cool i like the ui to where you can sort of see it um and uh i like the reinforcements aspect i think that's really cool i like that you can just sort of punch through if you wanted to i know some people like to just go and do the um uh the objectives but i feel like if you don't clean those up i can't imagine like all four or five of those things shooting at you where you were trying to be in that circle capturing the thing i don't know how that that would be just chaos and it's
1: uh, it's pretty brutal if you don't say uh... If you roll extra artillery on the field and uh, you leave all the artillery batteries up, uh, it can get pretty brutal yeah. like in that uh, circle. But uh, one thing to mention as well is that uh, every circle that uh, pretty much appears in the match is spawned based on how many active artilleries are in the field. So, if you even if you take out only one artillery installation, that means that you have one less uh, circle to worry about in future bombardments. Okay.
0: I was just thinking, like, uh, in our Mech Commander mod. uh, And, of course, quick shout-out to Mech Commander Mercenaries and all the other mods that, uh, of course, are now on the Epic Game Store Mod Manager, which is really freaking cool. I didn't even talk about that, but uh, that's a whole nother. um, Mech Commander Mercenaries is available to download on Nexus and or now integrated into the uh, Mod Manager, which is built into Epic Game Store. So, um, MechWarrior 5 is the first game to feature on that. And... uh, very privileged to be on that list, uh, followed by um, a bunch of other amazing mods uh, like Navid and the uh, Merc Star and stuff like that. So um, yeah, in my head, I'm just thinking that's going to be so much micromanagement for me. <laughs> Top, But we have a neat tool that you guys don't have. We have slow-mo, so we can just be like, okay, I need you to go this way. I need you to go that way. And then and it goes, so we do have that, so.
1: Yeah, yeah. The beachhead missions can definitely get intense, especially as you get up in difficulty, because uh, uh, one thing about that demo that even Matt was complaining about was that uh, it's currently tuned around, uh, you know, 4.6 uh, mechs, uh, or sorry, uh, um 64 kph uh, mechs uh, can pretty much, uh, you know, dodge those artilleries uh, fairly reliably, but at the same time they have to be conscious of them. Um but once you start getting into those atlases and to those uh, 54 kph MX, it starts uh, to get pretty hard to dodge them. So you have to just plow through it or keep yourself mobile. Gotcha. So it gets it gets pretty difficult.
0: W W is win. Um, okay, so that obviously we've covered pretty much everything that's coming up with the DLC. We saw the footage that you guys were able to record and show off um yep. we um had a spoiler for Klein mechs in the future joking nope um, <laughs> i can't believe that was like nope i
1: can't <laughs> i can't i can't let you slide with that
0: oh my gosh oh man um uh, if i'd have had any other video file in my uh, downloads <laughs> i mean anything we could have like any other type of mech porn would have been appropriate or anything but um okay so um we talked about the the quality of life fixes, the the difference between free and what's coming for, and the only thing you weren't necessarily certain was the infantry, but I would assume that would be a, a no brainer. Um, yes,
1: as, as I said, uh, anything that usually globally touches all of the other uh, um, proc missions, I believe is, uh, you know, pretty much stuff that will be included in the free update. Gotcha. And, and, and I, think that, I think that includes infantry, but I'm not positive on that.
0: Okay, and are we going to see these uh if if you do get the dlc are you gonna see all these elements like if you're doing the campaign um aspect that even though it's linear are you gonna run into these variants and mechs and are those is beachhead uh available in the campaign too if you have the dlc
1: um if you have the dlc yes okay. so uh, if you have the dlc uh, they will show up as uh, pretty much uh you know proc missions within the war zones just like any other mission type okay um but if you don't have the, the dlc the Mechs, the tech and the um, game modes that, and biomes that are restricted to the DLC will not show up in your campaign. The only way that uh, um, they will show up is in various mech decks and uh, in all of the UI improvements that we have. Uh, we will make call-outs callouts uh, to you know mech chassis or mech variants that could be available in the DLC. If you look at the um, if you look back at uh, the mech decks uh, screen that I gave you, there's a uh, little. Um, icons so within the entries that will designate which are uh, DLC mechs and which ones aren't.
0: Okay. So, I'm going to ask you cuz it needs to be asked. Um do we have a price yet?
1: For nope, the DLC? Not at the moment. Okay. Still and then
0: second, do we have a release date yet?
1: Um not at the moment. So, uh, we're working hard uh to get it to to you guys as soon as we can, uh but as You saw with uh, the various temp dialogue and various things, there's still a lot of work to go, and we are working diligently to knock it out.
0: Okay. So I just needed to ask and get a clear answer on that. Um, Okay. I mean, is there anything? Are we missing anything? Do you have anything on your your list that we missed? Is there any additional information about anything, Uh, regardless of...
1: I think uh, you wanted to talk about the weapons, uh, and we said to put a pin until after the video.
0: Okay, so um, we saw the mech rifle, obviously, and we saw the stream SRMs. Um, I don't think we saw the chem lasers, short burst lasers. Short burst lasers, are we talking about, are they just quick duration, or is it like a bolt, like a Star Wars bolt?
1: No, it's not a Star Wars bolt. It's still a beam uh, weapon. It's just that it has... uh, um, a shorter duration laser. So it's it's going to be basically, um, think pretty much the duration of like a pulse laser, but with less damage involved. And so okay. overall, it is going to be like a little bit cooler, have uh, equivalent DPS, but uh, the big things about that is that if you are really good with your aim and uh, um, trigger discipline, you can get a lot of damage in a lot more focused area. With each okay. uh, kind of blast uh, from the laser, sounds like a Compared, qu-
0: sounds like a really quirked small pulse or something like that.
1: Yeah, in the video, uh, um, the champion that I was driving in the beachhead video did have uh, short burst lasers, so you can see kind of the duration that we're playing with at the moment. Um, it, we're still in the process of tuning all of the weapons uh, because we have to account for the different tiers of the weapons as well sure. and how that scales. Um, but for the most part, uh, the short burst lasers are going to be one of those uh, weapons where it's going to be less overall damage per trigger pull, but it's going to be a lot more focused damage uh, with uh, um, a lot shorter duration. So if you can basically, you know, know when to shoot those things, it, it can do a lot more focused damage on individual components a okay. lot
0: easier. And then chem lasers are they they use ammo? Is that correct? They do. Okay.
1: So. Z- like mech rifles and superchargers, th- those are going to be weapons that uh, um, you're going to find more in pirate forces and periphery forces than you are with when you're fighting against the house units. Um, but the main draw with them is that not only are they cheap, bill wise um, but they also are very cool when it comes to uh, um, laser fire. So if you have an energy mech uh, that you're not really too keen on, uh, you know... Um, climbing the heat curve on, like, say, a Black Knight or something like that, uh, you can use chem lasers with ammo in them to pretty much uh, uh, get something of equivalent damage and similar profile. It is going to be slightly different than the um, lasers as far as the overall duration and damage and everything like that. Uh, um, But the main draw of them is that it gives you a beam weapon that is actually heat efficient compared to various other um, beam weapons out there
0: but the trade off is ammo versus heat. Yes. Okay. Yep. Um now you've mentioned pirates and uh pirate factions and stuff like that. Are we at, are you guys adding those areas more cuz I think right now there it's not as prevalent to I mean again to go out there cuz there's no war zones there's nothing to interact with. Is that mm-hmm. going to be the case now?
1: So the- the periphery nations uh, do have uh, some war zones now that do kind of kiss the edge of them, um, and in the case of the Torian Concordant, uh, I think that there is uh, even a, a war zone in the initial game that does kind of go into the Torian Concordant a little bit. But for the most part, um, we're fleshing out kind of the back end of uh, the factions. So, like, kind of Davian by the Tortuga Dominions, um, Steiner by you know the Oberon Confederation. So there'll be a little bit more war zones. Uh, and opportunities to fight those kind of uh, um battles a little bit more now but at the on the same token um while you can fly to tortuga prime there's not going to be a war zone like out in the deep periphery at the moment
0: okay and um i think that's that's my only questions as far as regard to that um okay well you know i just want to say thank you again for taking the time again out of your night to be able to do this and tell the wife thank you as well for (laughs) letting you letting you do it because i know how that works as well oh yes um but uh okay so that's that's a lot of good information we covered every literally line by line um is there any uh is there anything paid uh, that maybe it's there's like a a, you want to leave a breadcrumb out there maybe there's an easter egg you want to drop something no right. we
1: we gotta fo- we gotta focus on uh, pretty much uh, getting this stuff out so uh, at the moment uh, we can't really comment on anything past uh, with,
0: no no i'm saying uh, with this is there anything that like oh i see you got you just want to maybe there's something else in there that you guys are like eh, well you know like uh
1: no 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 one last thing unfortunately
0: okay all right I, that's fair i got you
1: the, I got you the screenshots and uh, that, the
0: you did you did so i so, uh, just want to say thank you um thank you again for doing the podcast with me and, and again um I'm assuming we're going to get more information as we get closer to launch whenever that launch is. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, we'll hopefully get a, a price and a, and a release date. Um, obviously, you know, with the world and, you know, um, the pandemic and stuff still going on, um, uh, totally understand. Of course you guys oh, yeah. are at, yeah, everybody's working from home for the most part, even though Russ did say, um, during my uh, drunken uh, stream uh he did say there are some people that go into the office every once in a while and stuff but um i don't you're in cali yeah, well, still right so, yeah i'm i'm in yeah. san francisco area, he has a lockdown but, again <laughs>
1: The county I live in just entered uh, the watch list today. Like, we were the last ones in the Bay Area. But, uh, but yeah, like for the most part, uh, the team is working remotely. And, uh, you know, some people can go in from time to time because naturally it's hard to pretty much, you know, do audio effects in your bathroom, like when you have a studio sitting there with no one in it. But uh, so, yeah, there are some people that are going into the office, but for the most part, we're all working from home
0: awesome well chris it's been a pleasure it's good catching up with you and of course tell the wife hello uh thank you again i'll be reaching out uh, of course maybe we can do this again in the future uh, for maybe 2021's dlc and whatever the heck that year has to bring with us and all that fun stuff so um yeah man i'm much appreciated thank you for answering all the questions and uh yeah i will see you uh soon bye everyone And of course, this podcast is brought to you by viewers like you. Thank you so much for listening and watching my content. And speaking of which, if you enjoyed this podcast, make sure to click that like and subscribes. It helps the algorithm and all that fun stuff. So just like, maybe drop a comment down below. Did you learn something new from the video? I know I did. It was really nice to sit down with Chris, go over those details because we haven't really had those details. Um, so of course, if you did like this, consider hanging out with me throughout the week. I stream on Twitch the link will be down below, but that is twitch.tv forward slash NGNG Hope to see you there. It's a great time. Again, I've had quite a few of YouTube viewers who've never been to a live stream ever and followed for years come over and they have a blast join us on discord. Again, I'll have this link down below when you join on discord though, make sure to go to the welcome read channel. All you gotta do is click on that little heart. If you have any problems, just drop a message and we'll get you those roles. And of course, consider becoming a sub on Twitch. Consider becoming one of my patrons. It really does help me. This is my full-time gig. You guys make my dreams come true and, and supporting my passion. So of course, check that out if you're interested. And of course, don't forget to check out my affiliate link. Again, all this info down below. I'm gonna have some new shirts for you guys up on our store very, very soon in August. You guys are gonna be excited. We're gonna be doing, well, we will just have to wait and see. Thank you again. This was your local No Guts, No Galaxy Mechware podcast. Signing off for tonight. My name is Phil.